Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe, and this is going to be episode 195 with digital artist Tian Vanderzelm. Tian, uh, I got introduced to his work through a friend of mine who shared his amazing work with me a few months back. And I, I thought he would be a really amazing guest for the show because I found that he was just, he found a, a niche in what he loved to make and the work that he creates. And if you haven't seen his work, be sure to check it out. He creates these really beautiful nebula, galaxy spaces um, that I haven't seen before in that kind of fidelity and sensation. So they're really beautiful. And as you all know, I'm really into space. So we instantly start talking about our love affair with Carl Sagan and contact and space and all of that great stuff. And that all kind of lead it, led into kind of where his passions come from and his obsession with films and his recent love for the film Blade Runner 2049, which we talk an extensive amount of, wow, and, and um, kind of our other love for, you know, why we love films and, this, and the particular nature of films that we enjoy. We talk a little bit about games and Uncanny Valley and um, a bit about a discussion about what art is to us and how digital art is, uh, you know, where it's going and our thoughts and processes on that. So it's, you know, some common themes that come up often in the show, but we kind of elaborate on it. And it's a bigger conversation that it's just evolving as the podcast itself evolves. And so it was really great to have him on the show and talking a bit about that. And also just um, for those of you that are out there and you have a certain niche or a certain thing that you're interested in and it's kind of against the grain or maybe a little bit different from what everybody else is doing. I think that he's a great example of doing your work and being passionate about it and then finding um your own way basically so it's um it's really great to have him on so uh here we go episode 195 let's roll Uh, well, first and foremost, thank you so much for coming on the episode and, you know, sharing some time with us. I know there's a nine hour difference between us. I'm in Southern California and you're out in the Netherlands. So thank you for spending your evening. No problem. Yeah, no I appreciate problem. it. I was, uh, I hadn't heard of you and your work. I don't really pay attention much to things. I have friends of mine and, and, and randomly I'll find things. And one of my friends, I think it was Sergeant, sent me your work and it was really um, breathtaking. It was really beautiful. And I think before we were talking about it, um, we were talking on before getting the episode started, you said you're like the nebula guy. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah. At this moment, yes. For the last two years, two and a half years, yes, I'm the nebula guy. <laughs> How did that come to be? Like what, what spawned you and your interest in intergalactic space and, and, um, uh, yeah, that's um, a pretty long story, but uh, it's um, uh, I'm always fascinated by uh, looking at the stars from my childhood on, and um, uh, I, I saw um, I saw uh, when I was young I saw uh, I saw Cosmos, the, the Carl Sagan um, uh, the original, and Classic. I was very interested uh, by uh, by that, and then. Rightly after that, I saw Contact, uh, the film with Jodie Foster, and then I began reading uh, books. Of course, the book, the, the the Contact book first, and then other books from Carl Sagan. And I was very in love with 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 space and um, the Dragons uh, of Eden. Have you read that one? 
yes, 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 yes. Carl's great. Yes, yeah. Carl's great. Carl's great. And uh, Carl is not—he's not—he um, he can go very in depth, of course, but he—he—he he, he makes it um, almost poetic. Yes, yes, because that's and, what he was. He was like a blend between a scientist, a communicator, and a poet. Yeah, yeah, poet. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I really like that, and and um, so I'm um, I'm not a scientist uh, person, so I uh, I'm I'm an artist, so I'm looking at uh, at these stellar nurseries at a, a very uh, artist artistic way at this moment, and um, uh, so yeah, he, he was my inspiration, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. He's inspired so many people, myself included, too. Isn't it amazing like how one person's impact can have on so many people? And I love one thing I love about Carl Sagan and, and what the legacy he's created is it's a it's a positive legacy. You know, so many people leave such negative um, legacies, but he's one of those people that has left a really positive impact on so many people. And I feel yes. like we're, we're, we're in desperate and dire need of more people like him to do that. And that's cool. Like I, I, what I love is when you have somebody like Carl Sagan influencing your work and how he influences my work. And then we carry, we continue the legacy basically. We, well, at least we try in our own forms, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. But I, I think the, 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 the moment I, I, I started to do this was the new Cosmos series. And mm. um, um, from 2016, I think. Yes. Uh, and uh, the uh, the end, the, the the last episode, the end of that last episode, the the, the pale blue dot uh, uh, text uh, um, sentences from Carl was uh, was mind blowing, and 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 it, of course it was also from the original, but it it was an all some something all different context and um with all the pol- political um, po- um yeah difficulties that uh, the world has at this moment and um yeah it's it it began to to form at that moment yeah beautiful it was i remember sitting there watching it with my daughter and introducing her to cosmos and Neil Tyson and all that stuff. It's really, uh, it's really awesome. It's good that they carry that legacy. And I felt like they did a really great job, um, carrying on the, the, the brilliance of the original show because the original show is so great too. And such a deep impact on so many people. And Neil's really great at, at, um, cause he had a, he had a deep connection with Carl as well. And he's, he's, he, he's done a really great job. I I've been very fortunate in order, uh, and able to work with him and direct with him and it's been a really he's a he's in a phenomenal dude he's really great like um it's always nice yeah, when I you saw meet that. somebody yeah. for for um uh for the martian mm-hmm. yeah yeah for the martian ridley scott had that film and he wanted to uh create a, <laughs> a future episode of cosmos as if it as if that mission had really happened so that it <laughs> felt real so it created more um, weight to the, the the value of the film as if we were really going to Mars and how it was going to be and all that stuff. So it's kind of cool. But yes. the opportunity. He was so great at just like any time that there was a break in set, he would just grab your grab your arm and just tell you like a little thing about science or something, you know, like, you know, straws and this and that. And you're like, 
you know, and everybody just wants to sit there and be like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like, that's really interesting. <laughs> it was fascinating though. He was, he was so great, but so yeah. that's great. So you're watching, so you're interested in stars, you're interested in, in, in astrology and, and, and the stars above. And yeah, but I, I don't think that's my original inspiration. My ins- original inspiration, um, is film, uh, 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 visual effects and film uh, from 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 my childhood on mm. um, when I I remember first starting seeing um, uh, in, um, uh, the the Errol Flynn films for example where you have uh, a ship in the Seahawk and that's a, a model with in 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 a, in a sort of bath or water and and I thought wow that, that's that's amazing and then I saw um the thief of baghdad the the, uh, the that's one one of my favorite films uh never seen it yeah. no no what is it called the thief of baghdad okay i've checked out yeah oh, oh that, that's the that's the first film that has a blue screen uh, um you see that of course there are um uh, edges around uh, people um it's uh, it's in uh, technicolor it's really great in technical there's also in black and white version but the, the technical is great and um the, it's, there's a giant there uh, and there, it's it, it's really great um um yeah um and, oh, and wow. king kong of course <laughs> the original king kong and so that 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 i think that's that's the um, the reason um what i do now mostly is is the um, the way the the people um done these sort of things in that time with mm-hmm. less um um they, there are no computers then so uh, they did it with all practical and and it's so great the first metropolis uh, um uh, the uh, metropolis um film um uh, where you have the sets um uh, very uh, uh big sets of 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 a city skyline and and it's it's just great i, I love that yeah metropolis is uh, i haven't Metro- watched it in a long time but it's really phenomenal the craft and the level of detail and just the level of care and and um feel that the, that film gives you especially of the time you have to always think about the time that these things were created and how powerful they are yeah i've never yeah. seen a thief of, of baghdad it looks fa- fantastic though i i'll be honest i i don't watch the many films anymore and i haven't for a while um, but i really definitely need to get more into films or just go back to some of these classics because there's a feeling that these films give that is really quite rare um that you rare now i think that encounter that you get because cinema was almost religion back then you know yes and the the gravitas and this the energy and the the overall effort to make these films was massive not like it's not heavy now it's just a different thing um well it's it's not it's now more it's not uh exclusive anymore and i think then it was exclusive for people it was uh, pricey for people so it, it was you're going more to a to a theater to an an, an uh uh a play yeah. uh then um and then a film then and um so and that's that's gone now it, it it's it's like 
uh, I, I'm going to the to the theater uh, very often. Um, I, uh, the, 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 uh, at this moment, that's also a, a very inspirational thing for me: uh, going to the theater and seeing w- films with people. Um, and uh, but uh, the most um, yeah, the, the most big budget films from um, from big studios. Uh, it's. Um, I think the magic is a bit gone. I so, sometimes I, I I see that. But uh, the, the last film, I, um, my 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 favorite film from uh, two years ago was a film that you worked on. Also, is uh, Blade Runner mm. uh, 20, 2049. and that film is if you see the um, uh, the way they use the visual effects there, uh, a, a very uh, an ode uh, to Douglas Trumbull uh, that did the visual effects in the original yeah. with the mist and the atmosphere Tacticals. and yeah. Oh, yeah. That, they did multiple great. passes with motion control and got multiple yes. different depth passes and stuff. Yeah. Yes. And the, using a, a Douglas Trumbull is 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 um, fantastic person to. If you're listening and you don't know who he is, you should definitely look him up because, um, like, I remember uh, I learned a really great lesson from him as of recent. I did a f- short film with a friend of mine, my friend Anthony and my friend Christine. And it was called Edifice, and we, I wanted to have, like in Blade Runner, the original one, you would have these, the replicants would have this sheen to their eye like animal's eye, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember hunting down this information, like, how did they shoot that? How did they get that information? Mm-hmm. The great thing about the internet is that there's so much information there. And I eventually hunted down, like Ridley Scott telling me, <laughs> telling it for the interviewer exactly how he did it and what he was trying to mm-hmm. do. It. He, t- he asked uh, Douglas, he said, hey, I, I want to, you know, I want the owl's eye or I want to, <laughs> like what a cat's yeah. eye looks at night. And and he's, Douglas is like, oh, it's pretty easy. You just put a um, a plate of one-way reflective glass i think invisible glass mm-hmm. basically but one-way reflective and then right off camera you have a little light and then you beam that at the reflection um at the mm-hmm. at the camera yeah. and then that camera and then the light beams right into the person's eye and then you get that <laughs> sheen and it's like these little brilliancies that happen i tried it it didn't work for us and i think it was more or less we had to try a lot of different um i think there's a lensing issue and a and just the digital in comparison to film, I think there's a lost in translation. There's a bit of things that yeah. get lost in there, but, but I love that. And I loved like when Ridley was talking about that, you could see a glint in his eye, like how important and special it was to work with somebody so brilliant, you know, <laughs> somebody that yeah. had like the, 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 like boom. Oh yeah. This is how you do it. You know, like, um, ingenious yeah. ideas, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the uh, my yeah my favorite scenes there are still the the cityscape scenes uh, uh, from the original. But but oh, I, I even more like the cityscapes uh, of course from the from the new one. It's 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 a bit it's difficult, more difficult, more dense, more detail are there, and um, the colors, everything. It's it's it's. It's lift. It's um, yeah. The original I, is is a cinematic masterpiece visually. It's it, yes. there's very. I mean, this is arguable, but there is very little to no competition in that film. Ridley Scott in that era, I felt like was making some of the most beautiful cinema we've ever seen ever. 
And I think it's, uh, in my opinion, um, you could look at it and look at the stills and look at the imagery and the depth and the color and the tones and just the overall quality of texture. It's as from an artist, it's incredible. It's really is. And when you look at that in comparison to say the newest one, I think one of my errors of watching the newest one is I was expecting something that I knew that I shouldn't have. Cause I, I really do appreciate and love Roger Deakins work because he was a director of photography, but, um, and, and Denny Villeneuve, I really love his work too. And, um, I, I actually later on, I come to really appreciate that film. It's got some moments I'm not really super fond of, but, um, so does the original, the original has some weird moments too. And I think that's what makes it special. It has these weird kind of oddities that happen. Um, but the original is, is incredible. And the impact again, that it's had on so many people, but if you watch like Alien, Blade Runner, and Legend, if you watch those three films from Ridley Scott, you're going to see a lot of the thing that I love about him is he's a poetic artist, visual artist, first and foremost. And he's so good at knowing those things and pushing that, you know, and working with the best talent to bring those, to elevate the art form, you know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I also like Ridley Scott, but I, I also think that the, the film's and I don't know um sometimes uh, there's not a lot of emotion there yeah, yeah. and I, I I miss that yeah. in his, in his in his films and um uh, but blade runner is 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 very different i i i i, I really like the the id there the the replicant id it's not it's not for uh, robotic it's not it's not like the terminator because i i, I don't like that concept sure. uh, I, I i really like the concept of a sort of cloning people and making uh, the make a human better than and and that we want to evolve in something new yeah. and if that is go too far that then we have to uh, stop that and and that's the new film then uh uh, I, yeah, I really like that philosophy there. Yeah. And I, and with that film, it's like the character that I connect with most is Roy, you know, or the one yeah. that <clears throat> I'm most interested in is Roy because it's just that character is the one that I feel is the most interesting. And that's, what's fascinating about that movie. The more I watch it, the more I pull from it. But I, I love that. Like, you know, it's just like one of my other favorite films, Heat. it's like, you're des- you're, it's a de- film that's designed to say like this is the world you choose mm. and I love that because I feel like so so often nowadays when I watch film it's like they're forcing me on their agenda and I hate that like I wish they wouldn't you know and I wish they would just leave a world open for me to decide who I align with at the particular time in which I'm watching it and that's really what good films do I think they take they take a world and they say you pick what you want and you and, and you experience it through this person's perspective based on what you align with on your morals, on your um, everything, basically. And all Roy was trying to do was just live. He just wanted to live longer. And it was a crime. And I, and, That's and right. It, and it, which was, you know, it's fascinating, really, because if you think about it, um, if you look at it as a theory of like what life is, it's almost like he's a human. He's one of us. And the humans are like gods, you know, and dealing with that and being like, I want more life, longevity, like give it to me, you know, and, and being denied that it's, 
It's um, there's huge themes, right? It's huge, huge themes. And the more you go and watch it, the the, the better it gets, really. And I think it's really fascinating. But yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, uh, so. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm mostly in inspiration. Uh, my inspiration is is film and um, um, uh, well, I, I also. Uh, look a, a lot of, of course, on on internet uh, at other people's work. Of course, your work. Your work was very uh, inspirational, also for me to to do this, the, yeah. the Epoch uh, film. Um, cool. um, I really like your um, approach to it. All yeah, it's sort of 2001 mm -hmm. uh, kind of um, um, idea there, uh, but but also I saw a sort of um, the voyage home. Uh, yes. the, the Star Trek. Uh, mm, uh, that's a good <laughs> one. That's a great film. Really good uh, film. It's yeah. a really great film. Yeah. It's the best Star Trek film, I, th I think. Hands um, down. Hands down. Uh, yeah. and, uh, but there is a, a probe there, and it's, it's an abstract probe, yes. and there's a, a sort of ball there with a light and thing, and, and they fly from one planet to another, sort of. Yeah. And I, I thought, yeah, you, you're doing that sort of with a, an abstract form and going from one planet to another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, when Chris and I were designing the ship, I was like, Hmm, it has to be like this. I thought originally it needed to be like a terraforming trans transitional kind of element that would shift and move. And then, and then I was really inspired by the idea of it was like a multi-axis, like kind of like when we use 3d programs, we have the little axis thing. Hmm. And I thought, cause I really, because you can't tell me that we're not in a simulation. So I thought how ironic it would be if we were in one. And I thought maybe the ship would be that as an icon, basically. Like, because, you know, when, when, we, when we make the work that we do now, we use a lot of simulation and, and we use computers. And uh, I thought, hey, you know, when you go into a computer, the first thing you see is like your gizmo to show you where you are in space. And so it was like a, an homage to <laughs> 3D computer programming and uh, creating. And then also, um, just kind of the irony of that and the idea that we could be in a simulation. If we are, then I'm literally simulating a simulation, you know? <laughs> and so, and the That's ship itself is, is that. So there's like multiple layers to it. But, um, yes, absolutely. 2001 huh. is a huge inspiration and, and just Carl Sagan in space and, and symmetry and, 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 and all that stuff. I just finished Epoch 2 last night too. So I'll send it to you after this if you want to see it. Wow. Okay. Great. Very good. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, I, saw the, I, yeah. I saw the I saw the photographs on uh, on your Facebook, so I am hmm. uh, very excited to see it. Well, I appreciate that. That's see this when you're talking like this. This is actually what gives me hope to keep doing social media stuff because I've been really considering stopping using social media and just kind of cutting it all out of my life. But I feel like there's too many people that I align with to cut it out completely, and I. Uh, and, and to hear that I had any kind of impact on you positively in your creation, it's like, well, I can't, that's really powerful because it's so important to have that, I think, as an artist. Well, I think, um, yeah, uh, my inspiration is from, from, yeah, from, from you, from Mike, from, uh, <laughs> Uh, from from a very other uh, different artists on online also uh, art station I'm, I'm looking so much at art station at at, at inspirations there um, you have a great uh, great artist uh, that creates nebulas but not in 3D so that was also a sort of begin point is Tim Barton Tim Barton Let's see. 
Um, he's on uh, ArtStation uh, and um, his, uh, it was, uh, his approach was to create um, um, panoramas, uh, just huh? with Photoshop. He's, he's, he makes it with uh, just Photoshop. It's just a painting like uh, uh, for backgrounds. Um, but I, I saw a lot of detail there and that was <laughs> also a start point from how can I go into detail in my simulations. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm looking at his work now. It's definitely, that's really cool because it's awesome that you're able to see this and be inspired by it. And then I'm imagining you're using Houdini. That's the only logical case, it seems like. Because like uh, uh, yes, uh, I, I, uh, I begin with uh, developing this in Houdini. Yeah. Uh, but then it began uh, um, more and more complex um, for uh, rendering um, I so I imagine. use particles uh, to to um, to create uh, these works, um, and rendering the particles in Houdini um, was uh, was a, a sort of mess, uh, but <laughs> it was a great mess, uh, a great experimental thing. Uh, but then I, I I developed it more uh, for the last um, eighteen months, more to 3s Max. Um, and Krakatoa. So um, mm. uh, at this moment, I use that, um, and also for uh, production uh, um, to get the deadlines. Sure. Uh, um, yeah. Otherwise, it it takes a lot of time to render these. Yeah. Yeah, so I can it, imagine because there's so much rays of light that have to cast and move and everything. It's yeah, and especially you're doing a lot of dynamic sh transitions and stuff, which is really quite unique yeah krakatoa yeah. that makes sense that makes sense now because i know that the because when i'm looking at it i'm like okay uh this is the most insane vdb i've ever seen in my life <laughs> like this is so dense and so insane and um a couple of my friends have been showing me like the powers and the mastery of houdini and how powerful it is for creating and generating things like this but i think you're right like you you end up running into a case a point where you're like okay, the computer in Houdini is amazing, but it could still only handle so much, you know? <laughs> yeah, could, uh, what, I, what I do now uh, also is is simulate and uh, create all the things and then uh, export it to a VDB and then render it in a Dreamx. Okay, that makes um, sense. So, um, but um, I, I think, but but the, there were a lot of questions, of course, online with uh, from how I do this and how I do that. <laughs> uh, but I still think um, so. It's particles, and I'm an open for that. I'm this uh, this particle rendering. If you do this in uh, in volumetric, then you'll never get this result. Sure. Um, and that was also not my my idea. My idea was to create a more robust um, kind of form, uh, like the Grand Canyon, for example, sure. more than uh, than a, a cloud. Mm -hmm. uh, so to do that, particles was the the most um, uh, was the the right thing to to um, to have. Yeah. And um, but but you can do this in a Cinema 4D with uh, X particles, for example, or something like that. Sure. Yeah. But it's cool, like um, that you discovered and found your own 
part, you know, so often I think when people see work that they don't understand, the first question they want to know is like, hey, how did you do that magic trick? And this is a question I posed to a bunch of people um, recently on social media, like, does it matter? Because oftentimes when I make something, the first question I get from people is like, hey, how did you make it? And I'm like, I feel like it almost cheapens it if I were to tell you. It's almost like Mm -hmm. I want you, the viewer, to experience it and find it your own self you know like find out because by finding out the quest of discovering what it is that you want to do you could you you could in turn make your own style or make your own work and it's almost like cheating yourself if you just think of that it's like you know it's just a couple buttons or moving things you know so i don't know it's something that um i think a lot about you know like um sharing work and then also like sharing the ability to like how how you created the work you know what do you think of that do you think it's that it's good to share the magic trick or do you think that people should discover it themselves or what what's your thought on that so uh there is a, a, an industry for tutorials and there yeah. were a lot of requests of there are a lot of requests for tutorials uh, uh from for me but th- this is uh i i have to say this is my my job at this moment so uh, it's like uh, I'm a magician and I have a trick, a bag of tricks. And, and if I say how these uh, these works, I don't have a job anymore. Do you so, think so, or do you think you're still yeah. an industry leader? Do you think that people wouldn't hire you if um, you had this out there? Because I no, think no, about I, that too. I think that I think about that well, a lot too. Not 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 directly. I think, but and I, I of course I. I uh, say a uh, um, um, couple of things about my process uh, online but um, if you say exactly how you do this um, then it's not um, exclusive anymore sure yeah that makes sense and yeah. it's more like then I, I think it's more like um, a product uh, and now it's uh, an art piece that I can develop even more and better uh, to a point that it's even I, if I place it next to the Hubble images, it's even the same. So yeah. that that's an, an idea that I, I'm I'm working on now at this moment, and I'm developing and um, trying to uh, connect with um, universities and to get some data from them and um, to develop this more even realistic. Wow, that's awesome. So taking it beyond just being like an artistic piece of like exploration, you're trying to be more scientific then, huh? And go into the oh, scientific yes, realm. Yes, yes, that's the idea. <laughs> wow. So this is really interesting. So you are fascinated by films and, and all that stuff and then and cosmos and stuff. And then you, you see cosmos and then you're like, okay, now you are before all this, you were already obviously into computers, right? And CGI and all that stuff. Yes. Okay. And then, after all that, then you were like, okay, I think I found my calling. And then you, you figured out a way to kind of simulate nebulas like I haven't seen before. Um, and so, and then you've managed to make a profession out of it then. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. At this moment. Yes. That's really but cool. Th- this is this uh, in, in, in two years or three years. I don't know. Sure. Uh, well, it moves uh, this, really this, fast. This, this will de- develop to, uh, more than only nebulas and the idea is to to take my, my idea is to take um uh things um that uh, from from space that uh that i i uh i didn't see 
anywhere else uh, at the point at, at the realistic point, for example. So nebulas, there there are a lot of people experimenting with nebulas in 3D, um, but uh, they're always stuck somewhere in um, in between. And uh, I wanted to push forward. Yeah, good. And you can see it though, because like there, that you're right. There is a limit that we hit with this stuff. It's like okay, the computer can only handle so much, or there's a part of the pipeline that basically just crashes or doesn't work. Yeah, and you figured out a way through, which is really great. <coughs> which is what I love about art in in CGI too, especially because you see it all over the place. So people are finding different methods to uh, develop and 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 go beyond the other person and kind of, you know, basically simulate and, and create higher levels of reality, basically, which is fascinating. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, um, uh, I'm also fascinating in, in um, um, uh, Thomas Vans, for example. Thomas Vans is an, uh, uh, an, 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 uh, an artist from uh, Paris, uh, and he creates nebulas. Um, uh, like with uh, with liquid, um, and um, but uh, uh, and you get great details there, and I, I I see that, and I think how can I do that in 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 3D so that you can move around it, and um, so I'm con- constant developing this with more details and with more um, depth and colors and um, yes. That's awesome. And it's cool that you pull inspiration from all the different types of things. I think that's so important, you know, like, because if you, I think if you look at, let's say like art station or these things too much, um, I guess I would say, I don't really, I don't have an art station account and I don't use it too much. My, always my worry was that it was like, um, uh, like kind of like how social media works. There's like, there's a bit of anxiety that comes with seeing all that kind of work that there's like, for me at least, there's like a, a sense of inadequacy, you know, like, ah, oh, damn, like I really need to, uh, do more painting or I need to do more drawing, not in a sense of competition in an unhealthy way. It just creates an internal like issue for me personally. And mm-hmm. I've always been trying to try to be very aware of that. And then what I end up doing is I just kind of look at artists from the past or I watch films or things that are so big that are harder for me to process in a sense, you know? So do you find, um, and, and the shame is I know the people that have that made art station, they're really nice people and I like them. Um, but I just don't use it. Do you find, what do you find that out of using art station that you really like? Uh, well, uh, I, I don't use it uh, as much, but uh, and I, I don't look at it uh, even uh, very much. But sometimes, and uh, when I see pics from from uh, from the um, uh, editor pics, then I uh, yeah, it's great how people work, but it's it's also not what I do, of course. But um, you you see colors that. Combining and and so I'm also looking for some uh, more uh, more at art, uh, old art and uh, that and it's it, yeah. Um, so I, I look at, at, at as much um, um, media uh, that I don't I don't think that I have um, to limit me for that. Yeah, that's smart. It's good. 
<laughs> I like that you found a niche and then you've managed to make a career out of it from what it sounds like. I think that's really, it's your perfect poster child for exactly what the state of art is, you know? Um, I guess it's always been like that in a sense, but it's even bigger now because there's more people on the planet and we're able to support one another by doing the niche things that we do, you know, which I think is really mm. fascinating. Um, I was watching a talk by, I forget his name, but he created that company called Polygon, the texture company. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he had this really interesting talk about, um, the future of art and AI and, and are, are we going to be replaced by computers? And he was talking about like, um, forget what it's called like there's a couple of terms that were used for ai that creates art that simulates paintings and stuff and does a really fantastic job at it mm. um but um yeah it was really it was really interesting um what he was talking about and basically at the end of it he was saying like his his predictions that jobs like manual kind of grunt work um jobs are going to be the ones that are going to be definitely replaced by computers uh, you know like mocap and all that kind of stuff um motion capture and those kind of things are um, rotoscoping mm. and that stuff is going to be is definitely going to be um on its way out apparently from him which i agree as well but he was saying that like really niche things um skilled craftsmen and people that are able to that are very diverse in their skill sets are going to always be in high demand and i thought that was pretty true as well what do you think of that uh, uh, you said it, uh, mocap is going out. That was, that's what he said. And I, and I agree with him. He was, cause he was showing even new technologies that you don't even need motion capture suits and stuff. The computer and the SIM is able to predict body movement and all that stuff. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I still think that it's not perfect. I have to say, um, if I, if I look at, uh, for example, well, uh, for example, the Mowgli film, uh, uh, on Netflix, um, I, um, uh, I think the, the movement there is, is not realistic. Of course it's, it's animals there. And, um, um, but, but yeah, I, I still think there is um, something not not right. Not not it. It's it's more like a computer that sees the dots and then make a animation of that. Uh, um, for example, I, I saw uh, uh, I, I I just saw um, for the second time uh, Spider Man, uh, the new Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yeah, and uh, the movement there is very uh, choppy. Of course, it's 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 um, it's There's too a frame rate. It's a frame rate too that they're right. using, yeah. and it's a complete um, stylized film. It's totally it's different. It's a very stylized film, but the movement there is much more. Uh, I thought realistic and much more um, emotional uh, than I see a mocap film. Um, sure. Well, I think I think those are two different, completely different things. But you're saying, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like when it, one is a stylized, like Pixar film, kind of like where everything is animated, and because I don't think they used mocap for that film, did they? I don't think so. For it's the Star Wars. Film, no, I'm gonna start for a Spider-Man film. Yeah, so that's like all, and I, and and then, but yeah, there, but there to 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 go on the other spectrum is, and and, and a perfect example is there's a lot of people that have tried to do nebulas, but you figured out how to do it the best that I found, 
And so it's the same thing with like the mocap and the CGI world. I would say probably one of the best and most realistic humans that I've seen to date to bring up the film Blade Runner 2049 again yes. is Rachel. I felt like MPC did an outstanding job with Rachel. That's right. Yeah, yes. it, is one of the, it was the first time I was watching it going, wow, this is really impressive. Like I wasn't... I, I- yeah. I was I was really I th- I thought in a sense and this is really hard to fill me in some of my friends are such jerks they like, oh, yeah, I saw it. they act like it's like they were superior they knew it but I was <laughs> when I saw it I was <clears throat> I, at first I was like wow they got like a body double or somebody like really looked like her and I felt like it was really good the one tell is when he, she gets shot that doesn't feel right but the well, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the film but. Um, everything else, so her mannerism, the look, the gloss in her eyes, the texture of her skin and, and the hair and just the look that she was giving was really, really impressive. That's probably yeah, the best. Yeah. yeah, but also the, the uh, so is, she is a replica and, and she is a rep- replica of a replica of a replica, of course, yes. uh, here. And so there, is, there, are, there has to be some imperfections there. Yeah. And uh, so uh, it suits uh, that that she was digital there, I think. Yeah, um, but for example, the Star Wars uh, Rogue One uh, film, yeah. uh, you have uh, General Palpatine or something. Like Palpatine, that. Palpatine, yeah, Palpatine, and that. Palpatine, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I see. Okay, we are not there then. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, but that that's digital artists. That the the digital uh, characters um, mocap is uh, so I can see what you what you uh, what you say about that, but uh, I still think maybe it will develop to another technique or something like that. Oh yeah, absolutely it will. I mean, because if you think about it, so let's look at like consumption of entertainment at the rate in which it's done. It's huge and it's massive <laughs> and the. And things yeah. and platforms like Netflix are huge. They're not going away. They're only going to get bigger because we all want to consume and, and, and be entertained and escapism and voyeurism and all that stuff. So, and then productions, they need to get faster and they need to be, become more affordable. Look at what you're able to do. It's impossible to do what you're doing now 10 years ago, you know? So think That's about right. think about where it's going to go in 10 years from now from here. It's it's definitely going to advance and go into a whole nother spectrum, you know? It has to. It's only natural because... And the only reason I say it is because of the nature of the industry itself. The consumption, the rate of consumption is so massive and so rapid and so fast that productions have to be faster, streamlined, and more more efficient and more cost effective. You know? uh, uh, a question for you. Is that a good thing? And I don't think so, honestly. I think the rate of consumption is unhealthy, to be completely honest. Um, I think it's an unhealthy rate. I think it's um, – I don't think it's good. Yeah, I'm – yeah. I'm sorry. There's a fireworks here. I think. Oh, okay. Um, no, I was just saying that I don't think it's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> but I. Yeah. I, but I don't uh, know. What do you think? Do you think that the rate of consumption creation is healthy? Um, well, uh, I, uh, I I'm, I'm I'm agree with uh, with you. Uh, I think that uh, if you if you go to Netflix, there are a lot of content there, and not all the content is is very. Um, uh, very um, it's not worthy. Uh, good, yeah. I think, um, uh, but uh, but then you see Roma, for example. And, I haven't seen and that. Then you th- yeah, well, it, it's it's the perfect 
the, one of the perfect films ever, I think. Um, That's uh, on Netflix, I'm, right? I'm a huge uh, uh, Alphonse Cuaron, by the way, uh, fan, by the way. So yeah, <laughs> take that a grain of salt. But um, I, I, I really like that film. But you see, then Roma is produced by Netflix. It was, um, it was produced, of course, in Mexico, but. And Netflix was a fine financier for for that film, I thought. So uh, uh, yeah, this I, I think if they choose to go more the HBO route, for example, then I think it's it will be great. But I don't. Yeah, maybe they they um, they do that. Um, so I, I think you have to see that in five years or something like that. Sure. Where, where are we then? Yeah, and by by HBO you mean like high high quality curated art, right? Yeah, like Criterion high basically, quality like curator. Yeah, yeah. like Criterion. Yeah. Yes, I think you're right, and I think when 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 content creators when things are open and they just kind of you get YouTube basically when you let everybody go wild, you get That's a right. lot of shit. To be completely honest, you know, but then you get some really brilliant things. The problem is it gets lost. You know, I was I was listening to an interview from this guy, and he was saying like how he was a one of the original creators of Wikipedia. In the beginning, Wikipedia was called like Bipedia or something like that, and he was saying that originally it was really curated and controlled in a sense. And then when the main guy decided to just let everybody go at it, it became incredibly toxic, a lot of racism and bigotry and like tribalism and like all these weird clusters of negativity <laughs> started to happen and it was very unhealthy and it almost killed the idea of what it was. And then they eventually took it back and then it, it went back to itself. And it, it's a testament to how the internet works and how we work and how the networks and systems that we use and how we interact with them at work is that it is, I used to think that the YouTube and the, these things were actually one of the, the saviors of art because it was allowing everybody to level the playing field. But I think that, mm. It's got to be a good blend of the two. It has to be a curated expression, I think, in a sense, you know. But it's so difficult, right? Because when it comes to art, it's like who's to say who's what and what's better, you know? Because <laughs> it's all That's subjective, right. you know. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a very, it's a, it's an ethical and issue. It's an ethical and interesting issue, and it's something that if we were listening to this and and both for both of us on this conversation, is really important to consider and think about because it is the industry and world in which we live, you know. Um, and we must consider it when we're creating this work because it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so multifaceted and multi-leveled, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, I could give you an example on Facebook. Uh, I, I think I have the same, uh, idea, but, uh, about social media for, um, that you said, uh, but uh, I, I still see that the uh, social media for me is a way to go to have um, uh, new jobs. So uh, sure. I still think um, I, I see op uh, opportunities there uh, for that. Um, but uh, one one video was shared of me, uh, was, was reposted on Facebook and was seen by millions of people uh, without by the way, mentioning my name. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. you have that, of course. Um, but then you, you go to the comment section and there are thousands of comment sections there, uh, comments of uh, uh, th this is created by God uh, or this, uh, and, and there are a lot of comments there about oh, no, your, your 
you're now it's real it's it's from hubble and and <laughs> and i and i, I love I, if you go to this comment i i really love them uh, um it's it's um it's i think it's pre- sometimes precisely what i wanted to to have of the reactions from people mm-hmm, that's cool watching my uh, 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 videos. Um, so <laughs> normal I, people, I non-artists. You, you want normal people to no, look at. And, and normal people. Yes. Um, it's, uh, so I don't have an agenda. I, I'm not religion, uh, religious. Um, uh, so um, I just created these ones with, um, with my passion. Yeah. Uh, but every people can say, see something in it and, uh, I really like that. That's cool, man. What a what a beautiful gift you've given those people, you know. And yeah. it's a gift, like so. That's and again, that's another part of it. It's like, wow, I love that part too. You know, like for people of all walks of life, of all different kind of backgrounds and interests and creeds and everything, to see these things and to be to take in their own experience from it, um, and hopefully all positive, you know, and in their own right. You know, um, and I think that's kind of a beauty to to your work, though, is, as well, because there's there's no like there, it doesn't feel like there's an agenda. It's more meditative, you know, that's right, which I love. Yes. I just got a PlayStation for Christmas. It's been years. I've been holding off having a game station. Do you have any game games um, consoles? OK, uh, I, I bought uh, one and a half years ago an Xbox and yeah. I don't want <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, um, I wanted uh, a PlayStation, but was a bit too expensive at this moment, at that point. So sure. I, I, I bought an Xbox, and um, I didn't play any games on it till now. <laughs> that's funny because that's I'm how not I was a gamer too. Also, I'm not just not a gamer. So I said the say. same thing, and I have a. There's a couple of things games that have changed me um, pretty significantly, and I just played them, and I think you would like them too. There's a game called Journey. Oh yeah, Journey? I played that one. Yes. Okay, yeah. So, what did you think of Journey? Yeah, that's medi- that, yeah. meditative. That's right? medi- yeah, yeah, yes. One hundred percent. So, uh, I also uh, um, was it um, uh, Apsu? Yes, yes. Same creators, I think. Same yeah. creators, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I, I, I think I liked Apsu more. Really? Because okay. it's it's floating and it's it's in sea and you. All, 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 all things moving, and I, I, I really like that. I haven't played it yet, so I'm looking forward to it. I love that these games are 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 made. I really love it because I would say the same thing. I'm not a gamer, and and now I would consider myself. I guess I play games, uh, and I guess I enjoy them <laughs> because of games like that. You know, I played. Uh, There's another game I just played last night, and I finished it, and it was it was brilliant, a masterpiece of game. It's so good and so creepy. It was called uh, Inside. Have you played Inside? Oh yes, uh, yes, so good. That, that's that's all uh, that I have. Uh, Insight and uh, Limbo. Yeah, Limbo is a Sick brilliant writer. as well. Yeah, Play Dead is the studio. I really need to get them on the podcast some point. I think they're quite. They don't, they, they're pretty quiet people. So, <laughs> but I love, I love, and, and what I was getting at with journey is that, um, I was just experiencing it and it was a meditative experience. And, um, even though there's an agenda there and you could feel it very faintly, um, partnership and team, you know, building and, and, and collaboration and, um, going through different vessels and journeys. And I know that the main developer was really inspired by Joseph Campbell's like, 
um, thing oh, really? stories. Oh yeah, heavily. I mean, it's the hero's journey. Basically, that's what journey is. It's hero's that's journey. right. That's right. It's a hundred percent that you know. Because um, if you play it and you see it, it's even in the color script, you know, the colors are yes. there. The color tells yes. you. But what I was saying is that I think that your art as well has that transformative nature to it, you know. Um, and uh, I think that's the power of it. Because I was when I was playing Inside last night, I was like, the power of this game is it's there's no UI. There's no assistance on things. And there's just there's no, you know, um, oh, look at me. And, and there's no dialogue. You know, it's it's completely you sit there in this weird place and you apply all the meanings and ideas yourself. And if you're, if you have an inkling of creativity, your brain is just on fire because you're like, what's that? Why is that? What's that? Or is that, oh, you know, and, and that is really, that's when the art form and the engagement of the art form is really special. And I think that's what you encountered when random strangers saw your work at, a, at the masses and were applying their own art to it, your art basically, which is really, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's art evolved. I watch uh, more games than I play, I think. Uh, sometimes I... Not, well, uh, YouTube is is, uh, that is good for that, I think. Sometimes uh, playthroughs. Uh, so I I don't like to, to have a hold on a controller and do all these things. Uh, but I, I like to see uh, uh, people do it sometimes. So Twitch or something like that. And uh, I watch, for example, the new Red Dead Redemption 2. And uh, the systems there are crazy. Yeah. I, I got I got the game. So I got the game. I, yeah, I got that game too. It's on my list too. Yeah, it looks insane. Looks really yeah, insane. Yeah, it looks insane. <laughs> but but the, the only the, the, it looks insane, of course. But if they 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 they, they shoot a, a rabbit, for example, they uh, skin it, and then uh, it's going to uh, on this. Um, uh, on his horse and the blood of the rabbit is on the horse there and <laughs> what and, yeah. and, and the snow uh, uh, if you run in the snow and all the steps are there later if you go back wow and what 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 they <laughs> this brilliant programming brilliant yeah programming. that's brilliant yeah I can't wait to play it it looks like a world um, I'm not a big western I like West. I like Sergio Leone's films but I'm not big into that world. You know, some people are like really into space or they're really into like fantasy or they're really into Westerns. It's interesting because if you think about those are different tropes, right? Um, <laughs> but Western never really appealed to me. I was never really like, it never was like my thing. Um, but the game itself looks really fan- fantastic. It's like beautiful and amazing. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that's on my list. I have The Last of Us. I, I basically bought like 20 games and I'm just going <laughs> to start going through them all. The Last of yeah, Us is on my list, so yeah, exactly. I finally have it, and and I just finished Epoch, and I have another film. But I, I'm like, I'm the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm going to start moving all my efforts into playing, making, and building games because I feel that that's mm-hmm. really where the experience needs to go. It's not a, a video anymore. It's it needs to be an interactive experience. And I think you're right. And and the word uh, also. Th- thinking about that uh, with my work but my problem with my work is is uh, that you have a lot of particles there so there were a lot of questions from um from game studios yeah. uh, 
uh, what I also what I can say also about a little bit of process is that mostly of my videos that you see are sliced nebulas. So I render the uh, the, the forms from front to back in slices. Mm-hmm. images and place them uh, in, um, I, I use After Effects, but uh, I also uh, use Nuke, uh, in a composting uh, program, and then I uh, create the animation there. It's fast, it's flexible, and um, <coughs> um, I, I also worked on a game uh, that they used the same uh, method. Mm. But uh, you are, of course, you're um, a bit... Uh, um, you cannot go into it. You cannot go around it. So it's it's uh, because of it, resolution breaking or what? Um, no, no, no. But uh, if you, uh, it's parallax. So it, mm, if okay. the, if you go around it, then you see the images there. So uh, you cannot <laughs> go very much around it. But so you make uh, you map a camera and then layer um, the renders based on layers based on the camera perspective. Is that what it is? Uh, it, you don't have to tell me to. It's fine. I'm just well. The, the, no, 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 no. I'm very open about that. Uh, no, it's just uh, a camera uh, from the front, and then uh, I uh, slice it from from to back. Okay, that's a lot of slices. <laughs> uh, sometimes uh, it could be eighty to hundred slices. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. I was really getting into ma- um, Mandelbulb. Have you played with Mandelbulb? Um. Yes, and there's a I, way to but, extract that information through through slices as well, like to extract um, because you can make like a really crazy mandible kind of uh, you know um, fractal shapes and stuff. And then, and I was trying to figure out a way to extract that and bring that into uh, Cinema 4D, and right. that was one of the processes was like taking it, turning it into an image and then taking that image and then turning it to 3d, you would lose all the, the depth and the, and the, the quality of it, but it was really a fascinating process. It was something I didn't think about. And I, that's one thing I love about this kind of stuff is this kind of work is just the different possibilities, um, that you can encounter. It's, uh, and trying to solve bigger problems and beating the machine basically. <laughs> that's right. Think, yeah. Just really yes. fascinating. How do you like uh, uh, using Nuke in comparison to, say, After Effects? Is I I, I don't I haven't used Nuke yet, but I've heard it's really powerful. But I I mainly use After Effects. No, I mainly use After Effects also, but uh, I I use Nuke um, also. Um, yeah, Nuke is a node-based uh, like Houdini, so it's it's very um, you can do anything in it uh, like Houdini. and um, the freedom is there for you. After Effects is more you have to pre-compose this and then go that and do that and that. But, um, uh, it's Photoshop. It's moving Photoshop basically. It's moving Photoshop. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't, I don't know what, um, which is better. Um, uh, nuke is more prof- Every one said that nuke more professional and use nuke. Uh, but I, 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 if it works, it works. I think. Yeah, that's my exact same thing. I do, I do not care. <laughs> yeah, I do yeah. not care also. Yeah. yeah, and I think most pro- working professionals don't. And, and I think that that's a motto that you need to have when you're making things is you should not care because uh, the, end, the, the end result is, is well, I, I think it all depends, right? I don't care because 
my end result is just to make the film or the experience. And the, the end result is for the person that's a stranger to experience it as well. And they're not going to care about any of that stuff. A real stranger is not. They're going to go like, whoa, what was that? And they're going to be like we were as kids w- w- being impressionist, you know, like hmm. being completely impressioned by it and being and, and, and thinking about it and considering what that means to them and, and how it's changing them, you know. Um, that's right. And, yeah. and, and to me, that's what matters the most. All the other stuff it doesn't and then like being like, Oh, I did all this and like, you know, trying to be the coolest CGI guy I could give two two shits about that. Because I don't care. <laughs> and I, no, I noticed no, that a lot too. A lot of people will do things just to impress the CG community and it's like, nah, well, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, uh, uh, um, I'm not interested in uh, creating a system, for example. Um, I, I was developing an ID to do that in Houdini f- for my work now, hmm. but uh, it, it, it took too much time and it took too much. So I, 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 it's not a system. It's more like a process that I work. So it's like cooking. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, First I do this and then do that and then do do this and then do that. And that works for me because it's flexible. You can skip a a step or two and then go to step four, something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. I love that you you bring up cooking because I often use cooking as an example to explain the complexities of these things because cooking is such a universal art form, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's so connected. It's, it's so connected to art and how we do these things, especially with CGI. I would say it's, it's much like baking. Um, it's like very precise, and there's a lot of um, details that are connected to it. At least CGI, like the CGI that I think we're both kind of drawn towards, is much like baking. But then, like drawing and painting, is kind of like like just cooking. You know, like you grab things from the fridge and you're just like, yeah, you know, like I'm going to combine Japanese food with like Indian food and see what happens. And, and sometimes you get a good painting. Sometimes you don't, you know, so, <laughs> um, well, I, I, yeah, <laughs> you can see it's uh, like that, but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of just how I look at it because it's a, we've been cooking a lot longer than we've been making art. So, cause we've been eating a lot longer than, um, than, than uh, making art basically so it's a unit you know, it's a, it's like how why we have shows on netflix like chef's table and how mm-hmm. successful chef's table is the and we don't have that for art you know we don't like people say maybe abstract but i don't think that's it's it's a good show but it is not it's not crossing ground and breaking ground as to what art is and the experience of art oh, and you, really you, what you, art the is the show abstract mm-hmm. oh okay yeah i didn't i is it is it good I watched a couple episodes. I can't give it a, I can't assess it because I haven't watched the whole thing. I, the ones I did see, they were cool and I felt like they had um, some definitely some strong merit, but it didn't connect with me personally. Like, um, and, and that's just because I have my own perspective on things, obviously, you know, so um, yeah. it, it, it's, it's better than nothing. That's for sure. And, and but um, yeah. And, and, and that's another thing I realized is like, not everything is made for me. So you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous for me to think that, but I thought it was good, but I, I felt like Chef's Table is really Chef's Table is actually much closer to to what the art is in my mind. Like, because if you just remove the form of art, and then if you remove food and you put art in that in that context, it's almost mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Have you watched Chef's Table? Yes, yes, yes. Um, not not all of it, but uh, what um, I it's think a lot of uh, yeah. it's a lot of yes. 
ja. But but there there also uh, there was made an, uh, a documentary here in Holland uh, about the couple of um, uh, um, uh, chefs uh, and and the the chef in 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 Spain. I think there was also an episode in Spain uh, from from Spain in Chef Stable there yeah. uh, about. Uh, the guy who, who cre- yeah creates more, more or less art from from food, it, it's it's crazy. And uh, they 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 closed the restaurant for I think uh, uh, half a year or something like that to, to create something, and then it's there. Huh. It it's. It's great. It's 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 like your. It's it's exclusive. Where you know that's the that's the idea. I I I, I like that. The, yeah. um, uh, it's not not mass um, mass production. Yeah, as it shouldn't be. You know, it's like that person is basically showing you, hey, this is who I am, beyond my gender and my race and all this stuff. It's it's, it's that. And that's what that's to me. That's what art really truly is. It's who you are and in, inside. And, and what yes. you what you believe in deeply within yourself, and that, and I always looked at art as being like the highest level of communication, because mm-hmm. it's it, it, if if it's really being done right, it's that's when it's really brilliant. You know, it's like really when you're interacting at your your core self. You know, because there's a reason why you would sit there on your computer and find out how to make these things and then get that out to the world, you know? And I'm the whole time we're having this conversation, I'm watching all your films. <laughs> so I'm okay. like, I'm in like a meditative state watching it. Cause it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's quite beautiful. But, um, but that's always been my opinion. And the more I evolve that thought, it makes the most sense to me, you know, um, that the, the idea of, of that, that basically art is, is a very high form of communication. Um, yes, it's, you know, but but uh, uh, may I ask, film um, like film now? It, um, so I, I have a lot of conversations with my uh, friends uh, if I go to the films, uh, and so, sometimes I I also think it's is film is film still art? Is 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 it an art form? Um, uh, I, I I think so. Yes, of course. But there are uh, friends that as are no, it's 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 more mass. It's an industry. It's it's Hollywood, but it's more 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 than Hollywood. There there are a lot of more films than that. It's, yeah. uh, uh But for I think the normal, just normal people that go to to the cinema, it's it's like more like an industry than an art form. Yeah, and it has true? been for a long time. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. it has been for. I'd say it's been an industry, a, a clear and defined industry since the seventies, maybe. Yeah, like a legitimate well, industry, yeah. you know. Um, it's well, a- the industry was also, of course, in the forties. <laughs> it, it it began in the forties in Turkey. Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, but then I I think then it was still art. It was yes. it was new. It was uh, it, it was uh, every uh, every week there were new films. Um, um, five, ten new films there. So we have uh, there was a mass production there. It was an industry. It was, uh, but uh, I, 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 I think that there was the they look more like an art form than now or something like that. I I don't know. But that that's what what I am struggling with. With sometimes I look at for the new adventures film or something like that, and then I I see. Okay, is this is this still art? 
Stay still. <laughs> I know that there are a lot of artists working on that film. and, sure. and, and They're all great. on Art Station, too. And they're all on Art Station, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, uh, but, yeah. but, amazing. Uh, Some amazing talent. Amazing yeah. Yes, yes. The collaboration there. But then I, I watched Spider-Man and Spider-Verse. And then I yes. think, this is art. Well, is yeah. Well, do you know who Alberto Miegos, uh is, the artist? Yeah. So, I mean, you could, so if you followed his career, you'd know exactly where that all came from in regards to the original sense of style, because you could definitely feel his, his touch on it, even though I know he didn't go through the whole production on the film, but yeah. And I, and I think what you're getting at is, is the same problem I have too, is like, well, what is art? Is art something that moves me emotionally? And does that just mean it's art to me? then mm-hmm. yeah, that's true because it's, it's, it has value to you personally based on whatever it is to you. Um, is there a difference between say like there will be blood and the Avengers movies? Absolutely. There is, um, mm-hmm. they have different intentions, you know? Yeah. I don't watch the superhero movies. I've stopped watching them a long time ago. I've stopped watching the star Wars movies even too. I watched solo. Um, and I actually enjoyed it. It's parts of it because of the visuals, it was visually delicious it was awesome like i was really happy i ended up watching it um and i watched like the last sicario film i was really scared because i was like not scared i was just really hesitant because i, I enjoyed the first one and I then the first one and the, have you seen the second one? Oh yes i saw the second one i was really but, uh, i was really surprised uh i i oh yes yeah i was really surprised i was like wow, wow. like I, I i thought i was gonna i thought it was gonna be a horrible film and i was really surprised there were some really beautiful moments in that film that took me back like the deaf man scene and there was a couple other things i don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it um but there was some really i thought some really special spots <coughs> parts in that film and i think i was yeah. over i was i was really kind of like taken aback by like wow this is actually really great like <laughs> yeah there's some yeah more. i missed the, there i missed the stamp of the knee uh and i missed the, the stamp of an author i i think that that's what i i miss i think of most of uh the the, the movies i see is an author is an in in, yeah. in uh, and and an director that the voice. has a vision yeah. and a voice and I miss that. Um, but I, then you see Roma, and then you see, uh, for for example, Cold War, uh, and, and, uh, a Polish uh, uh, black and white uh, movie, and then you think, okay, this is art. This is, <laughs> this is how you do it. Yeah. Well, I guess, and again, and that's that's probably why we don't have a chef's table yet, because art is still so young in its infancy that it's it's still so subjective. You know, there, there's no real proper terminology and, and digest, like, there's no way for us to digest these things beyond like these abstract conversations still, you know, because it hasn't been articulated yet. And maybe it has, and, and I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. And, and I did study art in college and I feel like I'm somewhat decently versed into the history of art. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still feel that like, yeah, like, cause what you're saying is true. It's like, I think that there's a hundred percent a hundred percent that there's brilliant films and, and, and being made right now. And there, there are all over the place and there's really great content out there. Um, because it's, it's so open. I think that the real trick now is nostalgia is a big problem. You know, it's yeah, a big, pro- it's, right. a, it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem for me personally. I know that because, yeah. so let's say I grew up on watching ET. I'm 35 years old. I watched ET growing up and, and it was like my favorite film growing up. Stranger Things comes along and, and I absolutely did not like it. I'm like one of the only people, I guess, that did not like it. I just couldn't get into it. It felt like somebody took my childhood and like twisted it and it felt really weird for me. 
there are moments and things about that that are very endearing. I could see like why people like it, but I was like, why don't you just watch ET? You know, <laughs> did you saw ET in the, in stranger things? What's that? Did you saw ET in stranger things? Oh, well, I just felt all the Amblin films, all the old Spielberg films. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't saw that. I, uh, I'm, I'm growing, uh, I was growing up with uh, Stephen King and uh, read a lot of Stephen King books and sure. I saw that. More oh, okay. I could see that too. I could see there's definitely, so there's definitely a connection between Stephen King. I'm a huge Stephen King fan too. And I've read and listened to a lot of his books. I'm currently going through, um, uh, I forget what it's called. It's the one with the JFK thing. I'm looking on my phone now. Oh yes, um, yes. The the number or the yeah, the, it's the like, number thing. It's eleven twenty two sixty three. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm really enjoying it. It's really great. But um, yeah. There's definitely some Stephen King connections to to that as well. Um, but I felt like it was like Amblin. Like it was like, and so this is what I'm getting at. There was an error within me because of nostalgia. I wasn't allowing that to be like, because it's, there's a lot of things too. And also it's like, it's like Glazer's film uh, under the skin. (laughs) It's like literally the under the skin sequence. Have you seen under the skin? Yes. Yeah. So like the moment when they're in that upside down world, I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. So that's uh, under the skin. Great. So (laughs) like for me, it was, uh, it was like, um, I had a hard time digesting and processing. People are probably listening and yelling at me, but Hey, I have my opinions. I'm sorry. They might be different from everybody. I also like having different that are uh, opinions that are different from people and when things are trendy. I, I like not liking them all, you know, so. Uh, yeah, but that, that, that's normal, I think. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, that's important, right? And I, and I do appreciate that there's things like that that exist. I ended up, I never finished it. I ended up watching maybe like four episodes. So I actually, it's not fair for me to judge it because I haven't finished it. Um, but it just wasn't really interesting to me. Um, yeah, but, but I, I also think that like Solo and, and all the other uh, films also in the cinema uh, is that we are, uh, we want 80s back or something like that yeah. uh, or, or, the, or the films that we grow up with. And I think uh, a lot of remakes and um, I don't know why. Uh, I, I know why, uh, because uh, um, uh, the, the Hollywood uh, industry uh, uh, knows then that there are um, there are people going to the the film. Yeah, it's, so a, mar- it's a money machine. Yeah, they can't machine. take risks, you know. Yeah, can't take risks, mm-hmm. and I, I know that. But um, and, and and that's and, and I I think also think that it's very sad because then then you then I see Blade Runner twenty forty nine and and. And then they they took risks and yeah. they took risks, uh, risks big and, risks, uh, huge big, risks. Big risks. From fil- in the fil- risks. in the realm of film, they take a huge risk because they just let Denny, I think, do his thing and make his film. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but 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 then then nobody go go to to see it, and 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 uh, it was so sad for me. People to went see to the, see it, right? People it, did it. Did it crash? On the box office, did it? Uh, yes, did they it make did. A, their money back though? If no. they don't make their money back, it's very dangerous. Yes, they did. I think they did, right? No, no, no. They, they, uh, the company Elcon uh, oh. Entertainment uh, had had to fire uh, some, uh, I think, hundred uh, people or something. Wow. I don't know. That's a bummer. That's sad. Yes, yes. There, um, uh, yeah, there was 
uh, I don't know how much loss, but there was loss. That's a bummer. That's sad. But I mean, you know, if you look at the greats and the the the, the, the really call it solid films, most films are not. Um, it's kind of like uh, you go to school and you know you're like the new kid in class. You could be the the most amazing kid there, but when you're there and you're new, the kids will reject you because you're new and they don't want to experience that. Same thing with films. I think with 2001, it was an absolute failure at the box office in the beginning. And same with Blade Runner, you know, like, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a tried and tested kind of formula. Like it's very rare that things hit uh, like, you know, like Alien, I think it was like a perfect success and also an artistic kind of uh, genre crushing film. I think that's like probably one of the perfect examples of something that can be um somewhat cheesy but really direct and artistically done but also very successful um i'd say other films kind of like um no country for old men or fargo like coen brother films mm. are really mm. they're my favorite films um yeah i love them i could rewatch their films more than anybody's because i just yeah. love, I love them so much yeah. um but like they're the, the 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 quality in which they bring but if you look at why and how those films were made they were made because of a certain pocket of budgets that were, were allowed during that time. And that's where, that's why we got, um, no country for old men and there will be blood, um, because of those, uh, the, the budgetary like allowances that happened during that phase of, of films. And that's why we got original content, you know, like those are original stories, original content. Mm-hmm. Um, no country for old men came from a book, obviously, which I read, which is, I don't know if you've read the book, but it's like the, they do that, fil- that they make that film, so damn good in comparison like to the book it's insane like it's mm. it's brilliantly executed like it's one of the very few times where i've read the book and i was like wow the movie is just as good as the book if not better okay. and it's really great but um because the book is really great too but you just there's a whole level to the to the film that i think is so well executed but it's the coen brothers are they're they're brilliant at what they do you know so but you you are right i think that there are a lot of uh, films of movies that are going um uh, going out there like uh 2001 of course uh yeah, yeah the, they uh, the audience don't get it at that point sure. and later yes but uh but i i um blade runner was was made for i i saw it here for 200 million wow yeah, that's a huge yes. budget. <laughs> that that is uh, then then you go to Avengers territory uh, budgets, oh. and uh, so there was a lot of uh, risk there, um, and and then it it I, I think it's so sad. It's just so sad that uh, then the, um, I don't know uh, is the marketing. I I it, I don't know. It, it, it's I, I really I it I have to say. It's one. It's one of my favorite films, uh, and uh, it's about a story that I really like. But I also like um, the, 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 the newest the Blade Runner. Blade Runner, yeah, the newest. Twenty forty nine. Yes, that's that's cool. That's awesome that you enjoyed it. You know, and I think that's what matters the most. But yeah, to the idea that um, other people do not connect with it, it's a very natural thing, and it's all. It's also a sign of the time to change. You know, there's a lot of change happening in the industry. Um, consumption and, and getting people's attention and data and understanding that data and processing that data and taking risks and, and risk assessments and all that kind of stuff. Like so often it's, it's kind of an f- unfortunate thing, but like so often it's like, um, like the movie, the last samurai Remember that movie with Tom Cruise. It's like, yes. Tom, so it's like, it's yes. like, it's like a slap to the face. Right. So it's like, but actually it wasn't a bad movie. 
it had its merits for what it was. It's not a horrible movie. I've um, seen far worse films, but it's like in order to make a movie like that, you have to put the lead guy being the guy that will put people in the seats. People are fans of Tom Cruise because of years of, of involvement with watching him in his films all the way from, you know, Rain Man to all his endeavors, mm-hmm. Top Gun. Um, I mean, yeah. And Magnolia. I mean, he was phenomenal in Magnolia, you know, like, um, he's, mm-hmm. he's a phenomenal actor. Um, so he mm-hmm. helps on return of investment and that's just part of the industry, you know? So it's just, but a, it, was, you know. it was always that, uh, from, yes. from beginning. hundred percent. So with Chaplin and with, with everything, you go yeah. to the movie that's because an actor is there. Yeah. And you can't blame these people for wanting to make their money back. How, like what's, who are we to judge that? Cause we, we would do the same thing, you know? So no, it's, no, it's, but, it's, but I, I, I mean that it's just sad that, if you go out of the box, so to speak, um, then uh, yeah, that then nobody is going to see it. Something yes. uh, like that. Well, there is there is a couple of things that I think I talked about on my last podcast. But that you remember that studio, um, is it A fifty two studio? Yes. Yeah. So twenty four, twenty four, A twenty four. Okay, something like that. Yes. A 24. Sorry. I always mix it up with another studio. A 24 films. Yes. Mm -hmm. So a 24, um, from what I've understood, uh, through friends and people that work in the industry is a really smart group, smart company. And the way that they work is that they basically, um, spend, let's say the budget of the film is 8 million, which uh, and, and to normal people is a lot of money, but to film is, is that's nothing. <laughs> you can spend 8 million in, in a, in a week on a decent production film like Blade Runner. You could spend it in like two weeks. You could spend that much money, um, mm-hmm. the entirety of it. So anyways, they, they take a risk. They go, we're going to find this director. We're going to find this person. We're going to find these people that aren't huge. They're not a really Scott. They don't have this huge cost. We're not going to have super main, uh, high name actors do it, but we're going to, because, they're, but they're also really hardworking, really good uh, actors that have something to prove. We're going to take that. We're going to take a, a young director that's needing to prove himself. We're going to take young artists and, and creatives that are really trying to prove themselves. We're going to put mm-hmm. them in this melting pot. We're going to give them $4 million, half the budget to make the film. This is what I understand. I could be completely wrong. No, yeah, you're what, completely right. Yes, I know. <laughs> they take that money and then they give it to the people that are really trying to prove themselves. They want to you know, do films and... Um, and we know, we all know how it is as creators. We, we were trying to prove it to ourselves and everybody that we can do it. And so they go off and make these really brilliant artistic films, these really great films. The, one of the films I saw from them recently that I really love was Ghost Story. I loved it. It was so good and it was so well executed in so many ways. Um, and they take a low risk. So $4 million isn't a high risk of a film. I think, I don't know what that budget was, but I'm just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. They take the other half of the million and they put, they invested in Instagram and Facebook and data and to, and to get that marketing using that form of marketing rather than television ads and all these other things that right. people yeah. really don't associate with anymore. And they're using new data basically. <clears throat> And they go, okay, well, you know, we're going to spend half or half our million on the marketing aspect of it, getting to the right people, finding the right people. And then we're going to get them to go and watch these films, these artistic films that are low budget. We're not going to get a huge return, but like, let's see, like Hereditary. Let me look at this number. Cause That's I watched, right. Yeah. I, I wanted to say that. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch but Hereditary? The, the, 
Uh, I, I saw it two times in the, in the cinema, I think. I read it there. And I really liked it. it was, uh, really? I hated it. But that's awesome oh, that you didn't like it. That's really good. I'm, I, I, I really liked it. But, um, it had some brilliant but, things to it. Yeah, there are a lot of people who don't, don't like it. And uh, there was a marketing problem there yes I think. the trailer was way uh, lied to me which i was really f- <laughs> yeah the trailer was brilliant the trailer that they made was really brilliant it was kind of like was prometheus a- prometheus trailer was so brilliant and i watched the film yeah. like what the hell is going yeah. on here <laughs> yeah. but this is my opinion so it so this is perfect hereditary costs 10 million to make which is actually mm-hmm. one of their higher budget films um and then the box office as of now yeah. based i'm looking at wikipedia is is 79 million that's huge roi that's massive uh, for them and that gives that company so much more power to go and off go off and make their 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 films which is really great you know but but you you also think that if they uh, promote it like um a psychologically um uh, a thriller more than a horror film then it uh, uh also makes that kind of money yes i think i think um Thrillers and, and horror films put people in seats. I think they do. Well, they do much more a thriller than a horror, I think. I think a thriller probably brings more people. Horror probably turns more people off. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a lot of weird stuff in that film, I remember, but I had a real hard time with it. Personally, I was like, what in the heck is this, man? It just mainly how it fell apart. It just fell apart in so many levels for me. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I, I think also because I was expecting something else. And I think that was a big, that's a big problem. You know? Yeah. That, that's, that's the, that's the my problem thing. Then, uh, I yeah. think or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I really like weird films also. I just, uh, I'm a very huge uh, Lynch fan. Dick yeah, Lynch. yeah, and, and Lynch uh, is very weird. His films are very weird. Yes, yeah. yes, and I, I, I think I, I, I like the, the, the film most. The film that everyone hates, and it's Inland Empire, mm. and that's the, the, the video that he, uh, the, the film he made on a video camera. Yeah. Um. Uh. But that, if you watch that film, uh, you, you don't know what, what, what up, up is down or that. Sure. It's. it's just so weird he's a part and, of the spectrum that's for sure like the spectrum of filmmakers you know he's on a different spectrum but he's yeah. uh, you know and that's what brilliance of it you have everybody from michael bay who's you couldn't say isn't an artist as well it's just it's he's a different type of artist and then you go all the way to um you know lynch who's on the other spectrum even further there's more abstract artists and and directors and than, than finch as well or than david lynch i mean but um yeah it's it's a spectrum you know it's really a spectrum and it's a matter of what you enjoy. You know, do you want to be perplexed and confused or like distraught or upset? You know, I think, uh, certain films do that, you know, and they put you in a weird space. I started watching this French film called evolution the other night. Have you seen that? No evolution. Yeah. You should watch it. It's uh, I think you'd like it actually based on our conversation here. Uh, I haven't finished it, so I have to, I have to finish it, but, um, it's really beautifully shot. Uh, I, I'm finding personally that one of my new kind of goals is to shoot a film. I'd love to, even if I don't direct one, I'd love to just be a director of photography. So I love photography so much and uh, I find it fascinating. And this film really resonates with me because it makes me feel like really connected to it. Have you seen uh, the film Raw? Have you seen Raw? Another French film? No. Ooh, you should watch that. Yeah. Let me know what you think of these films. I'm curious. R- Raw? Yeah. Uh, Ra. are you Are you... R-A-W, okay. yeah. R-A-W, okay. It's on Netflix, Raw. 
Oh, Raw. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. you you mean the the, the girl that's uh, about uh, cannibalism and yeah. Uh, well, that's what it. That's uh, yeah, the surface. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Saw yeah. That. yeah, that's the surface of it, but it's obviously. Um, it, it's 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 a, um, it's more Cronenberg-y uh, than I thought that yeah. it was. And I felt I like it was a coming of age story in a very unique context. Yeah, you know, also, yeah. it, it's almost like you take one thing and then it's like you have a key ingredient in the formula and you shift, you change that key ingredient with something else, and then you get this really interesting story um, because of the context of the what it is. I'm not going to spoil it for people that haven't watched it. Um, but it's, yeah, I felt like that was uh, when I watched it, I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Um, because it shifts all your perspective, but I, it was a coming of age story a hundred percent for me in my mind. Well, yeah. well uh, I think that that's also, uh, well, how I uh, look at, uh, uh, at film at this moment is, is that everything is, is sort of done, uh, editing, editing wise. And so I'm a very Quentin Tarantino fan also, and, and he used a, a lot of pastiche um, uh, things from the past and makes it his own. And I really like that. Yeah. That, that you um, and 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 I I do that also with my work and uh, they like like we uh, we talked about. I look look at a lot of things, visual effects and uh, other things and. Take a little bit of that, a little bit of that, and make it your own. Yeah, and that's really what really great art is, I think, is having an open palette and open mind, taking in a lot of different things and kind of building and making your own, you know? And I I think that, because art, if you were to create art in a vacuum, that's mm. really, what would that be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if you had yeah. no... Because it's so funny, the general populace, they'll look at like somebody painting, they go, oh, that's an artist. Like, is it really, you know, or is mm -hmm. that just somebody simulating what they've seen in the past, you know, or like a drawing, like if somebody go, oh, you can know how to draw. It's like, well, maybe I'm just a photocopier, like a really shitty version of a photocopier, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm literally just copying what I'm seeing here. Um, and people go, oh, no, that's like your own interpretation of reality. It's okay, I guess it is once you start to abstract it, maybe. But then that's another whole different thing, you know. Then you get yeah. into modern art and theory and all that stuff, and that's really when it gets quite gray because there's no bounds on it. And I think that's the same thing with film. But I always thought like one of the hardest forms of art still to this day, and hard by what I mean by hard is just the process in which to 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 reveal it is is film, <laughs> because it's mm -hmm. it's moving art, it's moving picture, it's it's there's an agenda, there's so many different levels to it. But then beyond that, I felt like it was games, and that's why I feel like games. And I think it's a wrong term for them now. I think they're like experiences, like journey. I wouldn't call necessarily a game, you know. No, no, it's no, like, no. It's like poetry. It's like it's like I was. It's like I was going through a painting and an experience, an emotional experience, and I, and it was just like I was going through an experience. That's what I thought it was. So. And I think you're right. I think that film uh, of games are more film at this moment, and film has developed to some, and and has has to be developed in in the future to something more. I think, and, and I don't think also it's uh, it's 3D and it's all the other things that the industry is creating at this moment to to get people in the seats. It's 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 the content. Yes. It's the feeling. Yeah. Cause that's all just level. Cause like you could do any story you can do in any theme, you know, like you could do a Western love story. You can do 
uh, sci-fi love story. It doesn't matter. You can do any combo. That's just the the surface. The same right. the same story in which you have, and I think it's basically kind of the human story and the human condition is like we all want to be loved, we all want to be understood, we all want to be heard, we all want to be um, to have value. Um, it's th- these are the deep common traits of being a human that like allows us to live a happy life. Because if your whole life is a, is stuck in in a in a world that you're not able to communicate or you're not loved or not understood, you have a very bad experience bad experience in life you know yeah and and yeah. great great art it allows you to, to to like great art in that experiential sense i think allows you to experience that uh in in that way at least that's what i think so um yeah you're totally right you know. yeah so uh i know we're gonna probably wrap this up here soon yeah. I, um, and i love that we went on total tangents and that was like um <laughs> i prefaced that in the beginning of our conversation i said these these podcasts are kind of tangents of thought and ideas and and ways for us to kind of have an open conversation about random randomness of the, of this world in which we live in. What's, what's next for you? What are you, what do you, do you, do, are you a person that is into lists and doing the whole, like, you know, it's 2019, I'm going to do all these things or do you do that daily? And, and what's kind of your goal uh, for 2019? What's my goal? Uh, no, I, uh, I'm not a person who uh, has, um, uh, as a list or something like that. I, I, I don't have near near yours resolutions or something like that. Of No, no, I don't have that. Um, I, <laughs> Why is I, that? I, Why don't you? Uh, because, uh, well, yeah, and I, I don't, I don't know, but that, that's not, that, that's not how I live. I think, um, mm. I, I don't, Want to to hold me for uh, a point in the list that I didn't do in next December, and it's oh, sh- I did not do that this year. <laughs> okay, I I write it on the list for next year, something like that. Why why you put it on the list then? I I don't know. It's that's not working for me yet. But sure. um, uh, so the the idea is to develop the uh, my work more for um, uh, uh, um, realistic and uh, with uh, um, collaboration with universities and uh, real uh, astrophysicists uh, um, of uh, people in the industry there. Um, so that I think that's my goal, and um, yeah, I'm uh, enjoying every day uh, doing this. Um, and um, creating new forms and uh, imagine new uh, new places and I I I really like that. So uh, yeah, I'm constantly um, creating new 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 nebula forms and then I think, wow, is this did I just created this from zeros and ones? Yeah. So and 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 then I'm euphoric or something like that and then and 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 then i think okay how can i do this better and then go do the next and then the next and so um i think that developing more is my is my goal i think in 2009 that's awesome just continuing what you're doing it seems like you're in your blissful state and that's just continuing it why not you know that's the best part of it yeah that's awesome i love it well i'm wishing you the best for 2019 because i really appreciate what you do and and it would be really fun to somehow collaborate on something in a, in a, some some form in the future i think it'd be a lot of fun a lot of uh 
I think we align on a lot of the things that we're interested in too. So it could be a lot of really cool. Yeah. yeah beautiful cool. work, man. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, wishing you all the best. And, um, yeah, I'm look, I'm really excited and looking forward to seeing the, the, the amazing work that you do and, and thank you for doing it because it's uh, really inspiring. I'm sure myself and everybody that's listening to this is, re- this is really, um, just really enjoy what you're doing. So continue, please. There you have it, everyone. Big thank yous to Tian for coming on the show and sharing his time with us this week. You can find links to the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectivepodcast.com slash 195, along with links to our Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes podcast page. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Cheers to many more. We got five more episodes until episode 200. Let us know what you guys are thinking. Um, if you have thoughts or you want to you know, hear a certain topic covered or a certain guest, you can always reach out to us and you can reach out to us at thecollectivepodcast.com. We have the website and the email and all that good stuff there. Um, as always, have an amazing day, everybody. Be powerful, be prolific. Peace out, everyone.